Good morning, everyone. I just want to uh, read the story of the prodigal son, Luke 15, verses 11 to 32, and just a brief comment on it this morning. Then Jesus said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with riotous living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate. And no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and and bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his eldest son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has Because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore the father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as... This your son came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots. You killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. How beautiful is this climax to the parable. It's the ultimate joy and rejoicing, not only of the angels, in this case pictured perhaps as the servants, but the joy and rejoicing of the Father's heart. I truly believe this is perhaps the highest thought of all, that the creator, upholder and ultimate consummator of of the universe, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, find such a cause of joy and rejoicing in the return of a rebellious, guilty, wretched sinner.
Amazing. If we learn nothing else from these meditations, let all of us understand this, that our God is love. And he has a love for you and me and a desire to bring us into the joy of his eternal home in heaven. This is the only scripture I can think of that portrays our gracious God in a hurry. It says, when the prodigal was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. I'd like to say to you, my dear precious listener today, if you're still not one of his sheep and in the shelter of the fold, still not Still that silver piece, still not rather that silver piece restored to the place intended for you in the circle of divine favour. Still in the far country like the prodigal son, there's a father in heaven that is constantly looking out for your return from where you are. He's waiting and he's earnestly desiring that you come to yourself so that you can return to him in order for you to receive his pardon his provision, his light, his life, and his and your present and eternal joy and rejoicing. What bewilders me is why are you not willing to return to him? Why do you not want his forgiveness and his salvation, which was purchased at a price beyond estimation, the precious blood of God's only Son on Calvary's cross? There's an old hymn, part of which goes like this. My faith, my faith has found a resting place, not in a form or creed. I trust the ever-living one, his wounds for me shall plead. I need no other argument, I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. There's a place of rejoicing for your heart, My dear soul, my dear unsaved soul today, a place of rejoicing for God and for you in the finished work of our Lord Jesus on Calvary. If you'll only believe, trust him, make him your Lord and Saviour, what joy here and forever will be yours and God himself too. Trust that God will bless his word to you today.